To all who come to this happy place, welcome. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. Back into the past, into the days of the, the pirates, you know, where they, the whole Caribbean area was full of pirates and they were always sacking towns and things. You believe in pirates, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Magic Kingdom monorail station. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we'd like to welcome you to the Magic Kingdom. W Hello, or should I say ciao, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 722, and together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, Adventures by Disney, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, events and blog. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to look back at our WW Radio Adventures by Disney group trip to Italy, which was years in the making that yielded a lifetime of memories. And in part one of our discussion, we're going to look at our expectations for Adventures by Disney, our initial days in Rome, and the first few of the many surprises we would have on our journey. Then stay tuned for our Disney Trivia Question of the Week and more updates and your voicemails at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. We use words like dream vacation, bucket list destination, trip of a lifetime. But for me, going to Italy fits all of those descriptions and more. My grandparents came over from Italy at very young ages and the culture and traditions were very much an important part of my childhood. And I continue to pass them down, hopefully, to my children. And Italy was a place that my parents and I always wanted to visit. Uh, My mother didn't fly. And as she used to like to say, they never finished the bridge from New Jersey to the shores of Italy as she had hoped. So she never was able to make the trip. And my father passed away before he could ever go as well. But Italy was always a place that I knew that I would go, not just for them, but for personal reasons and, and places that I felt really called to go and see. But I found that over the nearly two decades that have passed in in WW Radio that vacations and travel and adventures and expeditions are really best enjoyed when they're shared with friends and, in our case, our extended WDW Radio family. So in 2019, we announced our WDW Radio Adventures by Disney to Italy and then, you know, All good things to those who wait, and I think some things really are worth waiting and melting for. So this past March, uh, dreams finally did come true as we set out for a trip that we've waited not just a couple of years, but in some of our cases, a lifetime to take. 
So this week, we're going to go back and take a look back at our adventure, not just from my perspective and experience, because I certainly can and should not do this alone, but with some of my family that joined us. And I wish everybody in the group could be part of this conversation, but we had 37 people with us, and we'll get to that too. But I do want to welcome some friends and extended family who have been on this trip with us uh, in no particular order other than Ladies First, Sue Passauer. Good to see you. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. It was it was incredible. That's all I keep saying. It was incredible. <laughs> and your travel buddy and companion, Grace Corba. Well, hi, everyone. I'm just going to say buongiorno. <laughs> I'm so proud of the way I learned how to say it there. Um, <laughs> that may be was, the best one I've heard so far. So buongiorno. I just keep I just kept saying it when I came home, and and all these little memories just stay with you. Amazing. Just amazing. Absolutely. Uh, longtime friend, Dave Rashoni. I miss the pasta. I want the <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely, brother. Uh, John Melanie. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was a fabulous trip with all of you. And I just want to know, quanto costa? You may have been the most... Italian speaking person on the trip, other than the people who were from Italy, which is why you helped our section of the bus win in trivia. Paul Hoffman. Bonasada. Oh, look uh, at you. Again, I'll ask a question. When are we returning back? We're gonna get to that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about future adventures by Disney and Nicholas Mangello. No joke. I was sitting downstairs for thinking about some of the dishes to talk about and I was getting hungry just thinking about them <laughs> like you can tell I've raised you right because as we started talking about this the I was like Nicholas what's your favorite memory and you went right to food so that's how I know that you are you are mine Deanna Mangello thanks for having me I can't wait to talk about all the food and none of this would be possible or probable without Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Vent Travel. Ciao. It, you know what this trip did is it ruined Chef Bardi Ravioli for me for life. Just, just saying. <laughs> what are you, seven? <laughs> did you not know that? <laughs> oh my God. I listen, I will say that I have, and we've been home for weeks, I have not had like pasta or pizza out anywhere yet because I'm afraid to be disappointed. I'm a little concerned about the disappointment. Um, but before we sort of get into the, the actual trip, and, and look, there there was you know more than a week long day by day to try and cover. We're going to do best we can without sort of going too deep or else we'll be here for a week trying to um, convey it all to you. But one of my favorite words in life and in business is why. And I want to start off with your why, right? I told you mine, but why this trip, right? Why did why did you want to take this trip? What was it about this Adventures by Disney to Italy? Um, so same same sort of order, like Sue, Grace. What was it about this trip? A, a couple fold for me. Number one, my best friend in the world invited me to go on it with her, and. Um, that right there to experience Italy with uh, friends 
even in our extended family, WDW Radio was there. But my great-grandfather, and I came home and did a bunch of research, <laughs> my great-grandfather immigrated from Sicily. But it was, um, I'll say my new term that uh, somebody told me, it was a living list item for me. And you never know what opportunities you're going to get. So take advantage of your living list and do it when you can. And that. that's what I did. I had the opportunity with an incredible group of people and so many of them are my friends that I went with. And that's why it was so easy. Uh, someplace I always dreamed of going and I had the opportunity right in front of me. There was no way I was missing it. <laughs> Yeah, so much of the same thing, Sue. I mean, going with my bestie was was great. Um, and just, you know, l hearing the word Europe or, or Italy in this case sometimes is daunting to some people or maybe even overwhelming. But when you couple that with an Adventures by Disney, something that is so extremely like next level service and every detail is taken care of. I knew all of that before. But then going to experience it firsthand was just incredible and priceless. And, you know, I, I I love everything about Italy. I'm not Italian, but I love the food. I love the culture. And I've always wanted to learn more going and, and seeing it. Um, of course, with, you know, my WDW radio family was just incredible. I love it. Dave, what about for you? In the same boat as, as you, uh, being 100% Italian, I always kind of had a, a desire to go to Italy um, just for heritage reasons, but I was always shy about, I've never traveled international. Um, my wife went when she was 17, and she always talked about what a, an experience it was. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to go uh, back with her, and then, of course, with the opportunity presenting with the group in, in Adventures by Disney and and this and the group itself, I, I thought, well, if you're going to do it, this would be the way to do it. So that was kind of how we came to the decision to go. Love it. Uh, John, then Paul. Sure. I've never, I'm not Italian, <laughs> but I love history. I love exploration. And I really have enjoyed the trips with the WDW radio family before on cruises and to take and do that in a place like Italy, I had high expectations, and the trip just smashed them. Uh, yeah, we um, we had been to Italy a couple of years earlier um, and did a, a little bit of touring in Rome and stuff like that, but went on a cruise. But as soon as this one opened up and we said Adventures by Disney, we've experienced it before. Um, we just know there's going to be a great trip, and doing it with the family, it's even better. Deanna, then Nicholas, um, I, I know this is one of the ones that, you know, there's a lot of times that I'll travel <clears throat> for business <laughs> by myself, but this is one that that both of you said you absolutely wanted and had to come to. And, and you know, it, I, we were sad because obviously our my, my daughter Marion couldn't come because um, she made a, a commitment to school and, and wasn't able to leave. And, and I appreciate her, you know, sacrificing the experience for her education. But Deanna and then Nicholas and then obviously Becky, why this trip? Why was it, you know, quickly, why was this important to you? Well, this, of course, was one of my bucket list uh, trips. And by far, it was one of the best trips I've ever taken in my life. Nick, what about for you? Why? Like, why did you want to go on this trip so much? Other than the fact that I left you home when I went to Japan. Pasta and pizza. 
that's about it. <laughs> I know you're joking because I know that there was a lot more to it, and, and we'll we'll touch on some of the things that I know impacted you along the way. Um, and then Becky, you know, yeah, um, I I was lucky enough to have done this this destination and this exact itinerary about ten years ago with Adventures by Disney, and of course, you know how much. I adore this product and it was exciting for me because I know how close Italy was to your heart as well as, you know, over the years we've spoken to a lot of the WDW radio family asking, where do you want to adventure to? What do you want to experience? Because there's so many destinations. While we love Disney, we love Disneyland and Disney World and Disney Cruises, there's so many great places to experience and cultures to experience outside of the U.S. borders. And when this one came up and it was something that I just like presented to, I don't think I got the word Italy out of my mouth before you said <laughs> yes. So it, it was amazing to do it again and with all of you. Yeah. And one of the things about specifically Adventures by Disney, because it is a unique, and I, I sort of hate calling it a product, but it is a unique option when it comes to travel and it's a unique in a, in a positive way because and you see why people are such fans of adventures by disney because one of the things that i like about it is that one there's nothing to plan right there are no excursions no adventures no transportation no reservations and with disney comes this inherent level of trust more importantly, it's this this knowledge and this understanding that as they do in the parks and as they do elsewhere, your expectations are always exceeded. And they've continued to do that with Adventures by Disney. Uh, I have not been on as many as you, Becky, but I've done Backstage Magic. We've done China. We've done Japan. And it's been the consistency is in that, in the type of experience that you have, the things that you get to do while you're there, the surprises that come along the way that you don't find in your adventure guide. The guides themselves are exceptional, or we'll talk about that too. The local guides as well. There is something special about traveling for Adventures by Disney, and I don't want to sound like a commercial for it. I'm, I'm just someone who loves this type of travel and one of the and, and we'll talk about this more when we get to the very end is is something else that I realized too is you can't see and do it all when you visit especially a, a foreign country but man adventures by disney comes really really close we did a lot in a very very short um period of time and even before you go like they send you the adventure guy they send you this huge care package in the mail for those of you who had have not done Adventures by Disney before, what were your expectations going in about what an Adventures by Disney vacation was like versus planning one domestically or internationally on your own? So, Sue, go ahead. I mean, I know you sort of like know, you know the product as, as a travel agent with Mouse Fan Travel, but what were your sort of expectations of ABD? You know what? They were high. They they were very high, and and part of that with being an agent with MEI, we go through so much training. It's almost like we do some of we do some of them, and we know what's going to happen. So I, I kind of knew this is what it's going to be. I've I've seen it through my clients' eyes. I've heard about it. I've studied it. I've learned about it, and 
it it exceeded everything I could have thought it was. And it it just it checked off every box that I had planned out for it. But then checking the box wasn't enough. It just scratched through every one of them with a big old bowl line and said, don't even worry about it. Um, but the one thing I'll say is single travelers, people who are single and are, you know, might have that anxiety of going to a foreign country um, just because they're just not sure of themselves from the second you step off the plane to the second you get to the airport for your return home, if you can handle going to an airport, that's all you got to do because they make you feel so secure. And I think that's one of the biggest things I took and I've been able to express to people is don't be scared because it's Europe or it's Italy or it's Germany or, or that they've got you and they've got you better than you ever could have imagined. Yeah, I agree. I, I Safety and security, you know, especially like when we went to China, I don't know that I ever would have gone to China on my own, but you do have this wonderful, like, blanket of comfort and insurance around you. One, because it's Disney, and two, because it's just, like you said, it's the sense that you get from the second your adventure starts. Uh, who else said that they were a first-time Adventures by Disney? And, and I'm cheating a little bit. I did a cruise, a Mediterranean cruise, where I had an add-on with Adventures by Disney for the port adventures, and I don't think they even do that anymore. But to have a complete ABD, I've never done that before. And it's what you said, that you get to do so much more than you could possibly imagine. You get to these, you get to feel comfortable in what you're doing. You don't have to worry any, about anything. You get to do it with a group of people whom you call your family and, and whom feel like your family. But also, you get to do things that other people traveling in Italy would not have done. Making masks, making pasta, being on a pirate ship for dinner. I, <laughs> and so there were things that MEI and Mouse Fan Travel added on to the WDW uh, radio as well as ABD. But there were just things you would not ever get a chance to do besides seeing so much and besides feeling comfortable and safe. Uh, did anybody else say that they were a first timer going on Adventures by Disney? Nicholas, what about for you? What were your sort of expectations of, of the Adventures by Disney? Because we've traveled a lot, right? We've been very fortunate a lot to, to travel a lot as, as a family, but this has been your first time doing something like an Adventures by Disney. You always talked very, very highly of Adventure by Disney every single time. Every time you talked about Japan and China, you were like, I would never go there by myself. I always go through ABD. So going into this, my ex expectations were very, very high. And I feel like they delivered like tenfold. And Dave, this was your first adventure, correct? Yes. Yeah. And I kind of just share the same uh, with everybody. I actually didn't didn't know what to expect. But I, I felt like we were going to be in good hands, and and I I really cannot believe how well we were, you know, good hands. Uh, I I forgot was it, it may have been Sue who said I didn't touch my luggage, uh, you know, from Buffalo, you know, until we got back, you know, it was crazy, and I loved everything about was first rate, you know, just getting to city to city. I'm 
even the times where uh, the one thing I was concerned about is, oh, you're on, there was a few meals that we were on our own for. And, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't know where we're going to go. But our guides gave us such great um, suggestions and then took that extra step and made reservations for us. So all we had to go to the restaurants and it, it was it was brilliant. It was so good. Yeah, it's part of what the, the guide experience brings to that and that additional layer that is you can't understand that when you read a description on a website or even hear somebody talk about it. But those are the little things like you said, hey, you have free time tonight. You ask your guide where to go. They make one or two recommendations, explain to you the difference, and then they turn around five minutes later. Well, here's your reservation for X number of people at this o'clock. And you feel like you're going to someplace that they obviously have a, a real relationship with. They didn't sort of just randomly um, pick someplace out of a, you know, out of a phone book. Not that they have phone books anymore, but you understand. So I want to get into the actual Adventures by Disney itself. And I want to preface this by saying that there's one, nothing that we say, I think, can accurately convey what we experienced. I don't think any photos, any videos, certainly, and I'll speak for myself, I don't think any, I don't think I can properly articulate what it was that we were able to see. It's not hyperbole when I say that because of, the things that we saw, it's just hard, I think, to translate into words. There's also too much, really, that happened to cover things individually, right? I, I tried to share as much as I could, like, real-time as it was happening on my Instagram stories. I shared posts in the clubhouse. I'm going to put those in the blog this week. And what I thought we would do is I'll sort of quickly take us through what our daily itinerary was, and then I invite each of you to share your individual experiences or memories or thoughts that you had about some of the places that we visited um, because there is so much that you do and and you know you do get some some downtime to relax but adventures by Disney is an adventure and there is a lot that you get to cover um you know when I say quote unquote you get what you pay for I think you get more than what you pay for but you absolutely see and do a lot. Bring comfortable shoes, probably more than one pair. So uh, our first day was in Rome, and we all sort of arrived at different times. We had a little bit of time to go out and explore a little bit. First things first, I, I felt so incredibly safe in Rome, even just walking around uh, on our own. Of course, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do. We had to start off with, with a little bit of pizza and gelato. It may have been the best pizza and gelato I had on the entire trip, by the way. We we had actually gotten in like a day early, and then we spent some time, and then the, the first day we got together and, and met our guides. Um, just very quickly, just for whoever wants to share, what were your first thoughts when you first got to Rome, when, you, when we checked into the Grand Malia Hotel, literally sitting in the shadow of the Vatican, which was absolutely spectacular. Very quickly, in a very brief sentence or two, what were your first impressions of, of Rome? Anybody? I just have to say the smile and the tears never left me that day. Getting there and having these surreal experiences. Best part, we walked into our room and we opened the, the blinds that were there and it's 
Vatican City right there and right out our window. And and again, I lost it. It's just these surreal experiences that you see, hear, watch on movies and talk about. And then you get there and it, it is, it's like you're living a movie almost. And whether I was smiling and or crying, it was all it was all good. It was all good emotion, but it was definitely Rome was full of that. It was both. It was definitely both. <laughs> crying and smiling. <laughs> I, I thought it was um, the, the very first day was great because we, we did meet the guides and they were helpful telling us different places to go that were within walking distance. And we were able to go see a lot of the things that we probably wouldn't have been able to see elsewhere. Uh, knowing that we had to be back by the afternoon, but they got us where we wanted to go, just give us a map and mapped it all out for us. And we were able to uh, see a few things extra. John? I have to agree with Lou. The pizza and the gelato that day were <laughs> by far amazing. The tiramisu gelato, I could still taste it. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. And knowing that we were in the presence of the Pope, it was just so surreal. I kept like not at the gelato shop i mean he was close by but he wasn't actually at the gelato store and we found black licorice gelato that was amazing and and still i think running into the the pizza place that we did which was a local of course it's it's in the touristy area but you could tell locals go there that was such a wonderful place that was so easy to walk to. And that's one thing about Adventures by Disney that I love so much is they do want you to experience the culture of the destination. So when they do make those recommendations, it's not just, hey, go to the chain uh, restaurant down the way. It's, hey, I know this guy. I My uncle's uncle, uncle knows this guy and you're gonna love this restaurant. So I, I love that you guys got to experience Rome uh, on your own at, ver- at the very first before it became, you know, the big group, because then you got a little taste of it. And that's, that was just amazing. And the black licorice was so good. <laughs> best gelato yeah. on the whole trip in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The first gelato was the best by far. Best. The craziest part to me is how like these places just seem like completely normal places. And they were just like a hundred times better than anything we have here. It was crazy. Yeah. And you can't forget about the fact that when you have gelato in Rome or in Florence or in Venice, you can have two and three flavors at a time. <laughs> it's so funny yeah. how how very quickly the uh, the conversation turned to food. So on the first day, you, you know, again, I I'm, I want to really sort of make sure we highlight things like the guides, right? We 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 after we had breakfast in the hotel. Uh, we met our guides before getting some time to walk out on our own. The the warmth and the friendliness and the knowledge of the guides cannot be overstated. It is it is in large part, I think, where a lot of the value from Adventures by Disney comes. You have a Disney guide, right? So you have that Disney feel to it, right? You understand, imagine sort of having a VIP tour guide from Disney taking you Every step of the way, right? Becky, you mentioned, you know, you you hand off your luggage when you get to the airport and you don't really ever have to worry about touching it again, right? It's almost like, you know, a, a cruise to a certain degree. But the comfort level that your Adventures by Disney guide and the local guides give you and the things that they do to not just make you feel comfortable where you are, but comfortable as part of the group 
it, it's really sort of a, an art and a skill that I think they all have. And the, the warmth and the friendliness from, from the second you get there, I think allays a lot of the concerns or fears or trepidation or hesitation that, that people who are traveling, especially like you said, Sue, like solo travelers might have when they go on an ABD. One of the things that's important to point out when you're looking at is that there's a lot of companies out there that do these type of tours, but the Disney difference really is that you have two guides. Most of them have just one guide and it comes from the company, but th these guys really focus on having one that comes from the U.S., and then you have a local guide. And in our case, it was Marco, who is the local guide from Italy and spoke, you know, fluent Italian because he's Italian. And you were able to have that mixture of, of the blend of the two guides. So when you're if, if you've had an experience with other um, tour companies that offer this type of experience, this is really where the Disney difference lies, because these guides know how to take care of people because they're Disney trained as well. So it's taking that service that we know so well that Disney provides and putting it out there on an in international basis. And they were fabulous as usual. Even when you first get there, right? And you have some time on your own, you know, you could be handed a map that could be very overwhelming, but they literally sat there and drew out, okay, this is what you're interested in. Here is the path that you take. This is where you go. So we had time on our own we went to the Castle de, de San Angelo. We went to the uh, Piazza del Popolo. We walked down the, the Via del Corso, walked in and out of some of the spectacular basilicas and cathedrals that were there. This is when the crying started for me. Before we went back later on that night for the first visit, which was to the Vatican. And this for me was, I'm you know, I sort of talked about this place that, I've for years I've sort of felt called to go and visit. I, I'm very Catholic and you it's awe inspiring. It is awe inspiring when you walk in and, and I kept on saying this and I was both speechless and, and tear filled because I kept saying, I, I cannot believe that man made this. I cannot believe that, that by man's own hand, they were able to build something that is so beautiful and so spectacular. And we had, our local guides with us, right? Not the Adventures by Disney, but two more local guides. We were broken out into two groups that gave us this, this very personal, very intimate, very detailed walking tour of the, the Vatican and getting to walk into St. Peter's Basilica and doing special things like going below into the crypts of, of St. Peter's Basilica. For me... Being in there while mass during Lent was going on and the stations of the cross are being performed. Like I just, I was overwhelmed. I was emotionally overwhelmed. And, you know, I don't want this to sound like overly dramatic, but when I saw the, the Madonna della Pieta, um, it, it redefined for me what beautiful is. It's this image of, of Jesus and Mary representing the, the, the sixth sorrow by Michelangelo it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, even sort of from a distance and behind the, the plexiglass. And I, that was a recurring feeling that I had, not just at the Vatican, not just in Rome, but throughout. Give me anybody who wants to share your thoughts of our, our visit to St. Peter's Basilica. Uh, we had been there uh, about three years earlier 
we did a local guide system and they were okay. But being with these guides and, and our local guide learned so much more and, and they knew a lot. Seems like they knew a lot more what was going on and really geared it towards what we were looking at and, and made it easier to see what was happening and, and how man did create all this and just made it beautiful, much, much more than we had done before. So one of our guides, Christina, she knew her stuff. And she really spoke about every single piece that we walked by and she didn't have to look at a piece of paper or a note or anything. And to think that all those beautiful paintings were done by tiles in a mosaic was just so unbelievable because you look at them and you think someone must have painted these. And then you get closer and you can see every little tile that was put there by someone's hand. But she really, the guides really made a difference for, for at least for me and a lot of the experiences throughout the different cities that we went to because they really, really knew their stuff. You know, in, in they knew their stuff, but Christina especially, I mean, it was her passion and love for her city. And within the first 10 minutes of meeting her, you could feel it, you could see it, and it just brought that excitement to you because you could you you were excited to learn from her almost. And I, I, as far as moments, I, the most incredible was when you know we were we were up near the altar and they're like, shh, shh, everybody come around this way, really quick, really quick. And before we knew it, it was a surprise. They didn't know it was open, but you know, Adventures by Disney arranged it. And Lou, you said when we went down into the crypts below, um, that was there were a few moments I lost it, but. That was one of them. When I was standing five feet from the tomb of of John Paul II, who I had seen in person in high school and saw him twice. And, and that was just one of the most moving moments ever to be that close to him and Pope Benedict, who had just been, you know, buried it, for a Catholic, it, it it brought a whole new warmth to your heart in, in a way. Yeah, it's impactful. And you're right. There, There is a, um, she has this authentic passion that that was contagious right you just wanted to hear her speak because of the 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 love that she had that she wanted to share with uh all of us anybody else any thoughts just quickly from saint peter's i'd I'd just like to share very quickly i had been to saint peter's and to rome as i said before off of a cruise ship but they tried to cram everything into one day we got to spend so much time in St. Peter's that we got to see all the details, like Deanna talked about the mosaics and how Christina explained them to us and every piece uh, and every detail. I I just learned so much and also got to appreciate the immensity of that structure. It it was overwhelming, like you say. Just being there was amazing enough, but just like learning about the little details of every little thing inside that inside St. Peter's was just amazing. So like, it just goes to show the amazing experience that ABD gave us just being able to go down to the crypts and 
getting little explanations for everything inside the church. It was just, it's hard to describe. Was I well, the only... Only... I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, for me too, knowing that the history of this building and what it's seen and what these walls have seen, I mean, it's, it's built... Um, on the site where the Apostle Peter was said to be crucified. And to be in that majesty, whether you're Catholic, Christian or not, standing there and just being around that history and touching a wall and knowing how many centuries that wall or door has been there and imagining everything it's seen. And that's that's the beauty to me of, of not only um, Vatican City, but of... Italy or Europe in general, just the history that you're standing in and the majesty of that building was just amazing. Did any of you leave, whether it be Rome or the Adventures by Disney or Italy itself, with, I feel like my eyes were opened to art in a way that they hadn't been before. There is just something different about what you see there. And then because of what they share, in terms of, of the history and the meaning and, and why things are there and what they represent, I really sort of feel like I came away with a new appreciation for uh, the visual arts that I did not have before this trip. Yeah, I think this is where the guides really just kind of woke us all up as if we needed to be. But we we first met them and they just brought everything to life and Europe in general, the history there, the years of history, things that mm. you it's, are hard to comprehend. You walk into a building 1000, 1500 years old and it's standing all around you, the majesty of it all. And then the art that you get to see, I mean, it was incredible. And certainly I, I think that about travel in general, but this even more so with the guides bringing all the details to life made us look. I would have never looked at a painting the way Christina showed us. Mm -hmm. And she could pick out, she could tell what artist painted it just by the colors of the paint. Um, and that is, that's really, that was the true magic for me that day. Yeah. It kind of hit me that just as all of us are talking about this, that these guides really bring it to life rather than just being a guide that's walking you through or you get the headset that talks at you for 20 minutes as you're walking past art, these guys are storytellers and they are really telling the story of everything you're looking at. So, you know, fine, anybody can go to St. Peter's and just get a headset or, or walk through and look at all of this, but having these guides bring it to life for us is, is really why you do an Adventures by Disney the history that went on with all these little paintings that they were able to tell you, it was just, it was, as it unraveled, it was just, it was amazing. The breadth of knowledge is, is, is wide and deep. Dave. Well, I wanted to talk about the, the tour guys and, and here's another adventures by Disney little nuance is there were 37 of us in the group, right? Mm -hmm. And they split the groups up. So, you know, we had always, too local so even our group got smaller and i think that added to the intimacy of going through the basilica and other sites that we'll talk about for coming you know from time but yeah the the reverence of um being in that building was just overwhelming I, you know i uh 
when we had our welcome dinner that night where we all got to introduce ourselves and really sort of meet each other over a, a wonderful dinner at the hotel, I told everybody, right? I thanked everybody for coming and I warned you. I said, listen, there's going to be a lot of crying on my part from, from this. So just, I want to just prepare you ahead of time. And even when I went to go speak and thank Christina, like I was moved to tears in front of her because of just how special she made an already remarkable visit to such a special place was because of of how exceptional of a guide she was. That experience could have gone very differently if you didn't have a guide or didn't have a guide that was like Christina. All right, let's move on. Uh, the next day in Rome, again, a very walkable city. We sort of walked everywhere. We saw the Spanish steps. We saw the, the column of the Immaculate Conception, this this monument to the, the Blessed Virgin Mary. We saw the uh, Piazza di Pietra, uh, the remains of the ancient uh, Hadranium um, with, from the Emperor Hadrian. Uh, we went to the Pantheon, which is another one of these places that you could see in a movie, you can see in a book. It's another place that words cannot convey, right? It's this former Roman temple that was built around 600 AD. And, and you might not know the Pantheon by name, but you've probably seen it before because it's this cylindrical building with has a sort of rectangular vestibule with this um, unreinforced concrete dome that at the height of the oculus is, is open to um, to this to to the sky there's no glass there's nothing in between and it is one of the most beautiful and well-preserved of all of the ancient roman buildings probably because it's it's been in use since the the, the seventh century but was it just me that when you walk in there was this first of all there's this reverent silence in so many of these places because again they are they are churches they are cathedrals but i think there is this wide-eyed, agape mouth awe when you walk in and you see something. You know, the the height of the Oculus is like 140-some-odd feet, and it almost looks like it was built yesterday, right? It's like in near-perfect, pristine condition. Again, you've got this guy that's sort of explaining to you the meaning behind everything that you see there. I, I could have spent all day but in the time that we had, once again, going back to the guides, I had an understanding of what this building represents, why it's important, and pointing out some of the things, not just from a, a religious artifact perspective, but just from an architectural and engineering and, and triumph of humanity perspective of what this building represents. Anybody thoughts on, on the Pantheon and, and your feelings when you saw it? It looked like it was built in the 1930s. It, it it looks like you know the neoclassical buildings that we have for state capitals, but they're they're that new looking. But then when you mix in the artistic uh, internals to it, the artwork that's in there, and uh, the whether it's mosaics or it's statues, and what they've done to convert it from Roman to Christian, it. It's beautiful and it's it's overwhelming, like you said. I mean, the thing was built in 125 AD. <laughs> you look at this and it's perfect. And all right, I, my husband kept looking at me when I asked this question. I would look around and go, 
how did they figure out how to build such <laughs> perfection in 125 AD? And he looked at me and goes, math. Um, but then there's <laughs> definitely a little bit more to it than math. But I mean, just that dome. And remember that on a certain day, the sun shines through just enough to create a crescent. How do you think of this stuff, you know, around the time where you're just figuring out uh, other pieces of life, let alone what we've you know done in the century since. But it, it's just amazing, again, to walk in, touch the wall, and just imagine what it saw. Nicholas, give me your perspective. And part of the reason why I wanted you to be here is not just because you're my child, and, and but I'm also curious because you are you know, uh, one of the younger guests who are on there, where you, when you walk into a place like the Pantheon or like the Vatican, what is your impression? What is your, I mean, you and I were sort of together a lot most of the time, but, but share for me what your initial feelings were. When I walked into the Pantheon, the first thing I thought is like, there's no way a person, like there's no way people built this. Like, it's just like, it's too perfect for like how old it is. I just couldn't, comp I still can't comprehend that people built that. It was probably aliens, but like, <laughs> it's just still hard to comprehend that like humans built some of those structures. Yeah, and I think one of the things too, you don't realize when you see these familiar places in, in movies, right? If you go back and watch, you know, uh, angels and demons and stuff like that, you'll see a lot of these places in Rome. You cannot appreciate the scale, right? You cannot appreciate just the size. So, for example, we went next. We walked to the Piazza Navona, which is this large um, historical piazza in the center of Rome. A lot of of um, masterpieces of art from Bernini, etc. The 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 Fountain of Neptune, the Fontana di Nettuno, which you see a very 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 smaller version of in Italy, is there. And you just, I, I was overwhelmed at the scale and the, the scope of it. But one of the things that, that really impressed me as we walked through all of these different streets, and sometimes there were these narrow alleyways or very sort of old cobblestone streets, these narrow streets would open up to these piazzas. They'd be these huge like reveal moments. And I was like, if Disney designed these like from a theatrical, cause that's what you feel like, right? When you walk into down Main Street, you get that reveal of the castle. You walk to certain places, you get everywhere that we went to in Rome, these small streets opened up to these incredibly majestic reveals of piazzas and art and, and building that almost seemed like it was, you know, it, it like it was fake. Like you were walking onto a movie set somewhere. So if my memory and notes serve correctly, that night, um, after we went back and took a little nap, because it was a lot of walking and a lot of gelato, we took a bus back to the Vatican, which, as we mentioned earlier, was literally across the street, but into a very special after-hours entrance. This is... I, I have to sort of punctuate this, because this was... You want to know why you Adventures by Disney? This is it. When you get to go to the Vatican Museum, and more importantly, the Sistine Chapel, by yourselves, there is no one else. The entire museum, the Sistine Chapel is closed, and it is only the 37 of you with your two local guides taking you through 
this museum, it was surreal. It was surreal. Forget about the photos that you can get, but the views that you get and the space that you have and this intimate personal experience that you cannot, you just can't do this otherwise. The museum alone was, was breathtaking. But for me, and I'm getting emotional, like when I walked into the Sistine Chapel, a place that, yes, maybe I've seen in movies, but is is special and meaningful, I, I was awed to the point of silence. Like I could only just sit there and want to take it in. And I wasn't taking it in with 60,000 of my closest friends. I was taking it in with 37 members of my family and a knowledgeable emotional, intelligent guide, like I could not have designed or scripted that any better than like till the day I die, that will be a an experience that I will take with me that has huge meaning. Anybody else share your thoughts of of the museum itself and or the Sistine Chapel? Lou, to, to, add, to add on to what you said, um, we were there a few years earlier, and it was shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder people in the Sistine Chapel. You could barely turn around, and you stood there maybe five minutes and looked up at the ceiling, and it was like, okay, let's go. Uh, Adventures by Disney, like you said, just 37 of us, and we sat there probably a good 15, 20 minutes just looking around at the artwork. I mean, it's so much different doing it this way than going with regular guides stuff like that in the middle of the day. Doing after hours, fantastic. And it was even better because originally it was supposed to be at six in the morning. Six at night was much better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something I want to make sure to, to point out that, um, of course, the Pope has a lot to do with uh, what the agenda is for Adventures by Disney on any given itinerary. Most of the tours actually go in at 6 a.m. They do the early morning before it opens we had actually made a request because when I went last time, we got to go in after hours. And I really, first of all, I don't like getting up early in the morning. <laughs> that most of you know that. But I also remember just how magical it felt as everyone was emptying, leaving the museum. We were going in and how wonderful of an of a experience that was. Plus, you know, while, while the sunlight can cast some beautiful sunbeams inside the Sistine Chapel at night, you really get to see the glow and you get to see the light of, of the art. And it's, this is the one thing when people ask me, so why do you do an Adventures by Disney? This experience is the number one thing I tell people about. Yeah, normally if you go there and you just show up at the Vatican, you're in there with about 3000 people is what they try to shove through that, that little room at any given time. But when you get to go in and it's 37 of your family members, but it feels like you're in there by yourself and you can hear a pin drop because I got to watch 37, 36 of you with your, um, with your chins on the floor, looking at just this amazing artwork. And then again, taking in what that room means and what happens in that room. Um, this is the thing that I tell people, this is the Disney difference. This is the type of thing you get to do because you're with Adventures by Disney. It is not a normal thing that you get to do. So these are, are those experiences that I always look for in any ABD 
um, itinerary? What are the, what's the thing that's behind the velvet rope that makes us feel truly special on this itinerary? And the Sistine Chapel is definitely the one. And you're right. Yeah, because, and, but they, go ahead, John. When they explained to you what a fresco really is and how these paintings were done with the the, the walls and the plaster having to still be wet and putting the pigment on there little by little across the whole thing. And to be able to look at it and appreciate the artistry of it, as well as the mechanics and what Michelangelo had to do and how he didn't, he didn't have even sketches of some of the things that they normally do. He did it freehand in some cases. And, and it wasn't just him, that there were other artists as well. To get that full appreciation, I don't think you can get any other way. Even when, and again, there was so much to, to take in here. When she pointed out where, when, when, when Catholics elect a new pope, they have a, a conclave, and they're literally locked in the Sistine Chapel, and you know you'll see hundreds of thousands of people in in the, the the Vatican courtyard waiting to see the smoke. The white smoke means there's a new pope. Black smoke means no pope. But she shows you the mar the 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 um the discoloration of the marble on the floor, like where the chimney is, where they act like it's the little sort of things that you wouldn't have picked up on your own that she pointed out that just made such a, a look, I, look, I can talk about the, this all day and all night, but we haven't really talked about food enough. One thing I really, I want to mention that we did that night. We, after this remarkable experience, we were allowed to go off and get food on our own. Again, we asked our guides where we should go. Marco, our one of the Adventures by Disney guides who is from Italy, said, go to my uncle's restaurant. And we're like, yeah, 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 Marco, sure, it's your uncle. It was down this tiny little side alleyway and street that I probably never would have walked down any other time. But we walked in and I felt like I was in my grandmother's basement, like when I was a kid and used to go every Sunday to Brooklyn to my grandmother. That's what I felt like. We were welcomed in as if we had known this sort of family. We saw Marco's uncle. We saw the picture on the wall. We're like, that's it. That's Marco's uncle. But it felt like a family meal. And it was not, it wasn't like a scripted thing. It wasn't like a performative type of thing. Like, that's just the way they treated people. So much so that at one point we were ordering tons of food, ridiculous amounts of food. We're, we're finishing our meal and I think it was Deanna who saw one of the waiters going by saying, hey, what is that? What was that thing that they brought over to the table? Our waiter went over to the other table, said whatever he said, took a piece of their food and brought it back to our table so we could taste it. Again, these were not, this was not anything that was, you know, an Adventures by Disney scripted thing. It's just that sort of sense and feeling that we had there. And, it, you know, it was a silly sort of like throwaway moment. But those are some of the things I think Adventures by Disney does bring to the table. Some of these things that are off the beaten path, places you never would have found otherwise, that really provide memorable experiences. And by the way, some incredible food as well. It was like the most fabulous experience because you did really feel like you were in, you know, I felt like I was at your grandmother's in her dining room right. or in they her kitchen were, because it was very, they made you feel very at home. Right, because they don't recommend places like somebody said that are touristy places that you'll find on the map 
they're going to recommend places and and send you to, to things that are going to feel authentically Italian, right? So you don't feel like you're going someplace that sort of every other tourist gets to go. I want to move on because we have a lot more to get to. One of the things that I, the words I used to describe Adventures by Disney is surprises. And I think the biggest surprise for me personally came the next day because the next morning... That concludes part one of our look back at our WW Radio group, Adventures by Disney to Italy. We have just scratched the surface because after Rome, we're going to head on over to Orvieto, one of the biggest surprises of the entire trip, a remarkable experience in Tuscany, on to Florence, then to Venice, what we learned, what we loved, and maybe what's coming next. So please tune in next week for part two. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, taste, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Because as part of the WWE Nation family, you literally help bring every episode of the show to life. Every live broadcast from the parks, the contests and giveaways, they're all thanks to, by, for, with, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get exclusive rewards every month, like scavenger hunts, group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages from the parks, early access and discounts to special events and much more. I am so grateful to you for your love and friendship and support and help. And I love being able to give back and say thank you through the nation. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including William Pacheco, Katie Cope, no name, Rhea Kratzer, Brian Crawford, and Jeremiah D. If you want to find out how you can be part of the nation family and help the show, please visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me, what is the longest-running live stage show in the Disney parks? And if you notice, I said specifically the Disney parks, which I hinted at when I asked the question last week. First, I want to thank so many of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew that the answer is, of course, Beauty and the Beast live on stage at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, while the hoopty doo musical review may be the longest-running stage show in Walt Disney World, in the parks, it's Beauty and the Beast, because on November 22nd, 1991, the same day that the animated feature opened in U.S. theaters, more than 31 years, four months, and however many days ago, like it's nearly 12,000 days ago. The original version, which ran from 1991 to 2001, had five songs, Be Our Guest, Bail and Gaston, Something There, The Mob Song, and Beauty and the Beast. And then the second version debuted in March 2001 and featured some additional songs arranged in the similar order in which you can hear them in the film. But all these many years later, the cast and crew still deliver an exceptional, beautiful, and amazing performance. If you haven't seen it or haven't been in a long time, it's time to go back. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one. And last week, you were playing for a WW Radio mug, a new WW Radio pin, and a mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... 
Fran Tomeo. So, Fran, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, we're in Italy, metaphorically speaking, on the podcast this and next week. So, we're going to stay in Italy, metaphorically speaking, in Epcot, because I want you to tell me, what is the name of the small island that's in front of the Italy Pavilion in World Showcase Lagoon. If you look at the lagoon from the Italy Pavilion, you'll notice there's a small island connected by three very small bridges, much like you would see in Venice. And that island offers not only spectacular views of World Showcase and the lagoon, certainly the nighttime fireworks spectaculars, it's often closed off for special events, but that island has a name. All you need to do is tell me what it is. You have until Sunday, April 30th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And this week, you're going to play for a WW Radio mug, pin, and the mystery prize might even just be from Italy. So, buona fortuna, which I think means good luck, and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I hope you enjoyed the first part of our look back at our adventures by Disney to Italy. I'd love to know from you, have you ever been to Rome or anywhere else in Italy? What was your experience like? What was the best thing that you saw, did, ate, or experienced? You can let me know by being part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also call the voicemail. I'll play it on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. If you have a question, a comment, something you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. And let's connect and chat over on social. I am at Lou Mangello on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And please also make sure to like the WW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash WW Radio. Turn on notifications there and tune in every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live where you can be part of the show and conversation as we talk about what's new or news in Disney. This week's show, anything happening in the Disney world, play games, etc. Other times I'll be walking and talking with you from the Disney parks. And I have a few other surprises in store, so stay tuned. You can easily find and share the show by going to www.radiolive.com. As much as I love connecting with you online, I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So visit our events page over at www.radio.com or on facebook.com slash www.radio to find out about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World, group cruises, other adventures, on-the-road events, and again, a few other things, including more adventures by Disney that we're going to be announcing very, very soon. And I am so thankful for the opportunity and the life that you have given to me by virtue of you listening and being part of the community that I want to help you or your business or your event or your school. And there's a number of ways that I can do it, whether it's through working with you through one-on-one coaching or small group weekly masterminds to help you launch, grow, scale, and monetize your business brand, blog, or idea, or joining me for one of my in-person events, including my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World. I can't believe we are celebrating our seventh year of Momentum 
And this year, by design, the event will once again be limited to 50 entrepreneurs to make an environment of learning, sharing, networking, and collaborating as effective and valuable as possible to you. But momentum is expanding because now we begin on Friday night, September 29th, and go through Sunday, October 1st with an optional eight-person Mastermind Monday in a collaborative session where you get dedicated time in the spotlight and the focus is on you, your business, challenges, opportunities, and creating actionable strategies. For more information and to get your tickets, they are now on sale at lumangelo.com slash momentum. And if you act now, you can take advantage of our current early bird pricing and save $100 on your workshop and Master My Day ticket. We also have a dedicated and discounted room block at the host resort, again, the Hilton Orlando, right across the street from Disney Springs. I hope to see you in September. If you have any questions, please reach out. And if you know someone who might be interested and or benefit from Momentum, please feel free to share the link. And if you, your business, your event, or your school is looking for a speaker or a workshop presenter, I can come in and teach you how to apply lessons from the Disney parks and Walt Disney on everything from customer service, leadership, teamwork, customer experience, and exceeding expectations to create your own Disney-like culture in your organization and make some customer experience magic. I create customized presentations that are practical, tactical, inspiring with real-world lessons that can be applied to your business and make an impact right away. I also speak to schools from middle school through college about not just pursuing your passion and following your dreams, but tangible and inspiring lessons we can learn from Walt Disney. Again, to learn more or reach out, you can visit lumangelo.com. Thanks as always to Becky Mankin and the entire team over at Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. It's who I recommend because it's who I use and more importantly, it's who I trust, not for just our group adventures, but my own personal travel and more importantly, my trust in recommending them to you because I know how important your travel is. I know how valuable your time and your money is and I know that they will not only work for and with you in getting the best possible prices, but most importantly, delivering a level of exceptional personal service that really is their hallmark. You can get a free, no obligation quote and or find out how you can join us on one of our upcoming WW Radio group adventures, including our Nat Geo Expedition River Cruise to the Danube River Christmas Markets this December. I am ridiculously excited for not only this new type of travel, but where we're going, the Nat Geo experience. If you listen back a couple of shows ago, we talked to some folks from Nat Geo. We still have some availability for this family-friendly cruise this December 9th through the 16th. To learn more, get a free new obligation quote. You can visit www.radio.com slash natgeo23. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Tell a friend to share a link to this or your favorite episode. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate the show over on Spotify or rate and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank Shantygate, who says, Positive Forward. Disney World is where I have fun and get away from the stresses of my life. I love the show because it's positive and reflects the positive aspects of Disney. You're not going to get controversial topics on the show. And for me, that's good. Sometimes the guests, I never read these ahead of time. Sometimes the guests are a little annoying and sometimes they're fascinating. When they're annoying, I just move on to something different. Most of the time I can count on an enjoyable, lighthearted Disney experience. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Shantygate. And if you find a guest annoying, please email me so I know, lou at www.radio.com, so I know how and why. But I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. And I appreciate the fact that you choose the good, as I think we all should do in everything and everyone that we encounter. 
Twitter to look for the positive things in every situation and in every person. Remember, it's the little positive things that help you get through the big negative ones and positivity is contagious. I promise you. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen this and every week for the email, the messages, the social sharing, the being part of the community in the clubhouse. It means more to me than you know. And if there's ever anything I can do for you to say thank you, I mean it. Please reach out to me and let me know. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, it's Christine Morrison in Flowertown, Pennsylvania. I'm back at it again. Here I go. I will not make this as long-winded as my last one. I just listened to you and Jason talk about the little unknown or known things to do in Disney. I love this topic. I am constantly trying to expose my kids to more than the parks to help grow their love and appreciation of Disney World. So we always look to do something that is not park-related. So uh, Fort Wilderness is definitely a fantastic place to go. We've done archery and horseback riding, so much so that my daughter uh, wants to go back in June when we're there just to say hi to her horse, Little Joe. If anybody's ridden Little Joe or Little Joe, uh, my daughter's new best friend. And let's see. I like going and picking up the phone in the hat shop on Main Street and listening to the conversation. Um, I love what else? Oh, you can do you can do the uh, the balloon ride at Disney Springs. That's pretty cool. Little extra the Amphi cars. Those are all kind of you know ones that everybody knows about. Um, I, of course, I had an entire list, and now my mind is blank, but. Everyone have a wonderful, a wonderful day. Um, have fun at the meetup tonight. I know you guys are having that. And then getting on the boat tomorrow. What? Tomorrow is my birthday. Everybody have a drink for me on the fantasy. Toast to Christine's birthday because, you know, I'm that important. Just kidding. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend. Everybody make someone smile and have a fabulous time on your trip. Also, the River Cruise podcast. Now I need to go on a river cruise. So, I mean, look what you're doing, Lou. You're making me travel the world. Make it all sound so good. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye.